and wondered what you thought about the rise in use of drones. Some of these drones have actually stopped aeroplanes in Heathrow and Gatwick from... Yeah, it was Gatwick, wasn't it? There was a huge protest at Gatwick where people were basically flying drones around Gatwick Airport. So they couldn't um, take off, the aeroplanes. couldn't take off, yeah, because it was dangerous because they're, they're yeah. small electrical gadgets that could yeah. easily interfere with planes. Aerial, aerial imagery is a fantastic tool because it gives us a perspective that we don't have uh, 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 on, on the bad impact man's having on the planet and also the good impact we might be having. This is the People's Countryside Environmental Debate Podcast with me, Stuart the Wild Man, Mabbit and him. William Manklow, I thought I was introducing this one. This is the People's Countryside Environmental Debate Podcast. Thanks very much for being with us. I'm William Manklow and who's with me? Stuart the Wild Man, Mabbit. And what has your challenges been recently, Stuart? What's your biggest challenge? Biggest challenge is just uh, one step at a time. That's why I was only given two feet, because I can't take three steps at a time. No, no, that, that that's exactly where I am. Take one step at a time, you know. We've got we're in the new year now. We're well into the new year, I think, and just take one step at a time. If that's a, that's an action straight away. If you've got things to do today, just take one step at a time. Yeah. We're a podcast uh, for for those who are willing to explore, question, and have their mind changed. And you know, you have to be quite open-minded for that. My job is about getting people out into nature. I write about nature. I do podcasts. I give talks. What do you do, William? I'm a photographer. I do a live show every week on a Wednesday, um, Wednesday, 7 p.m. Um, that's going to change as well. Uh, that live show will always change. It adapts and moves on. I've got some plans for this year. Uh, changes. Yeah, we've got a very bad um, David Bowie uh, impersonation in the room. Anyway. That's what I. That's what I do. Sue's room. Sue's room. Sue's room. Sue's car. Yeah, that's a really niche reference that nobody will ever get apart from. from Very, very few people. Yeah, this podcast is about having conversations that need having, and uh, it's a conversational style. Real opinions, real discussions, and uh, we hope to break down the big issues into bite-sized chunks, and maybe come up with some actions that help address some of the issues we discuss we don't always come up with actions william sometimes we sometimes we struggle to expand beyond the the listener's question because they concisely put it and we can't add much to it i think the we we, we come up with actions just so it gives you ideas it gives you um it gives you ideas it gives you examples yep. basically but i know that you are feeling as you're listening along to this you're going to make your own ideas up and come up with your own actions yeah. uh, as you go as we go through these questions and sometimes these statements that are sent yeah. in by our listeners, by you, the listener. Yeah, and don't look at us to be the experts. We're just like you. We're just trying to find our way through the, the big issues. And uh, it's just a conversation. Uh, hmm. uh, with Hospital Radio, every New Year's Eve uh, for 48 hours, there's a New Year's Eve big broadcast, and Richard Smith does it up in Lancashire. And one of the items he did this year was he had everybody, and I'm not sure you'd advise this with all the electrical equipment, he had everybody for two hours sat in the hot tub, and it's called Hot Tub Conversations. And uh, the, the voice of the boars, uh, the lottery boars, I can't remember what his name is, he was placing the questions, uh, and they, they had to answer them. And it was just great, great listening, and that's what we try and do here, but we're not sat in hot tub. No, no, uh, hot tubs just make me cringe a little bit. It's just basically a, a bubble bath, basically. Yeah. 
Yeah, just get a tin of baked beans and get some water the following day. And you've got one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Instant bubble bath, instant hot tub. (laughs) Okay, Headley Thorne, your question is next. We've Headley's been, what do you call it, Uh, tailgating us. Um, What's the what's the what's the word? Um, Tailgating. (laughs) When you uh, uh, follow somebody and stalking, stalking. He's been stalking us on Twitter. Nah, you're all right, Headley. We. uh, your head and shoulders about above many other people. Anyway, I won't drone on for any longer. What's Headley's question, William? <laughs> He's phoning in to complain. <coughs> I can't turn the... Uh, no, it wasn't Headley phoning in there, was it? No, it wasn't. We thought that was him calling us and yeah. to complain. No, yeah, but Headley's question. Headley's question. So Headley's from Oxfordshire, of course. And uh, his question is, I was listening the other day when you were asking about discussion questions and wondered what you thought about the rise in use of drones. A great tool for agriculture and photography or real pest dangers to the public and animals and an invasion of privacy. A drone, just so you know what a drone is, um, I'm sure you do, but it's just basically, it's almost like a, a miniaturized helicopter uh, mm. that you're able to, I think you can almost class it as a quadcopter because it has generally has four separate yeah. blades. And you're able to uh, drones are used a lot now in in films, especially yeah, for photography, because it's cheaper than hiring a helicopter. For example. I think you sh- you need to be licensed. Yes, yeah, you do officially. And then people who aren't, but you can a, buy them off the shelf. But you should really be licensed. It's a set. It's a set of rules yeah. around it. Um, I, I think it actually almost drops into the category of of a of a um, uh, of like almost like an aircraft, mm. especially yeah. the larger ones. Some of these drones have actually stopped aeroplanes in Heathrow and Gatwick from... Yeah, it was Gatwick, wasn't it? There was a huge protest at Gatwick where people were basically flying drones around Gatwick Airport. So they um, couldn't take off, the aeroplanes. they couldn't take off, yeah, because it was dangerous because there, there's yeah. small electrical gadgets that could yeah. easily interfere with planes. Yeah. Um, okay, let's give this some context. Who and what is Headley? Uh, Headley's a photographer himself. And he uses drones. And he's a drone photographer. Have a look on Twitter, some fantastic... Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's mostly southern Oxfordshire, isn't it? Yeah, it's the um, North Downs he spends time in and Whitehorse Hill and places like that. Yeah, that, um, Whitnam Clumps yeah. or whatever. The, yeah. There's another name for Whitnam Clumps and I can remember what it is. Yeah. What's the actual name for it? I can't remember. But yeah, Whitnam Clumps is the place that I've, I've seen the photographs. If you've listened to this thing. podcast years and years ago, uh, we used to have a listener, or maybe she still is listening, Anna, Anna Dillon. She, she does some paintings of the same area. And I know Headley and Anna... Um, not just both listen to this podcast, but they've had exhibitions together. Oh, they had a joint exhibition in, yeah. I think, Radley School, I think, in Oxford. Yeah. Which, I'd, unfortunately, I'm sorry, guys, I didn't get to. Yeah, I didn't. You did. You didn't either, did you? No, I was up in Manchester. So Headley's context is asking this is because he uses them himself. And um, but so to go through this, Headley, I would say drones are potentially all of those things you've highlighted. So Headley says it's a great tool for agriculture photography could be a real pest and a danger to the public and animals and invasion of privacy. It's all those things. It's not the what, it's the how. Yeah, it's, it's how you use things. Now, I, I would say I would analogise this to things like um, e-scooters, electric scooters, or yeah. even bikes. Yeah. You know, it's not bikes are a great tool to get people around. Cycles, and, yeah. Cycle, yeah, bicycles, yeah. They're a great way of getting around. Um, but the way people sometimes use them, you know, dangerously at night time without lights on yeah. or flying down a pavement and around the corner without even thinking about what they're doing, yeah. whether there's somebody going to be around the corner to knock them over. Yeah. Um, it's how you use it. 
I did actually, um, I was in Bristol recently and um, it looked like a couple of children had a small drone for Christmas and they were flying it. But their parents were on their phone, they weren't really looking what they were doing, but they were right next to a set of flats yeah. and the drone was actually at um, almost like window level and I thought, yeah. you've got to be further away. Legally, yeah. you've got to be further away, but also ethically as well. Yeah. In fact, I remember a um, another another incident which happened in, I lived next, right next to a big, quite a large recreation park, which you know, Stuart, yeah. right? And somebody was in the middle of the park and they were flying a drone around and our upstairs neighbour shouted at the guy in the park, said, could you fly it further away? It's an invasion of privacy. Yeah. I think you've just got to be, I think it's sometimes a lack of awareness. Yeah. Aerial, aerial imagery is a fantastic tool because it gives us a perspective that we don't have yeah. uh, uh, on, on the bad impact man's having on the planet and also the good impact we might be having. Because satellite yeah. imagery, you know, they're effectively massive drones. If yeah, you, you know. Well, if you if, if you if you're talking about specifically about say Google Earth, for example, mm. most of Google, Google Earth photography is from low low yeah. low um, uh, lower planes, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Um, right. Because you're never going to get that resolution from a from a from yeah. a satellite, generally speaking. I think drones are, like you said, they're a great uh, documentary tool. Uh, but I think they're also great. A, a great artistic tool as well. You can mm. do, you can get some really funky and interesting uh, 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 perspectives that you would not normally be able to get, and also not a, normally be able, to, be able to get as a as a quote unquote civilian. You know, without with somebody who hasn't got a helicopter or access to a plane, mm. um, it's a very different perspective. You know, you can get up quite, you can get hot, get up quite high, but also mm. in comparison, quite low as well. You can also see sort of things like Roman. Roman yeah. ruins and that because you can see the contours of the ground the different colours from above that you don't see so I think it has its use yeah they really do have their uses I'd say satellites you are right the definition isn't there but that they are I would say they're, they're further out drones because I was watching a programme the other day and there was all these white lights uh, out at sea and it turned out to be fishing trawlers who were looking for jellyfish and it was very good because you could see, and they had, to, they had to fish in a certain area, and you could see if individual boats strayed away from the main fleet, you know, the Coast Guard would go straight in, and, and you know, so again, it, it, it's if it's used for the right things, I, I, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I was the, the problem you I was going to say the problem you have with um, satellites, of course, is that that cloud cover will always yeah. be an issue yeah <laughs> it'll always cause an issue cloud cover haze uh diffraction and all that sort of stuff because yeah. you're further away and you're looking through more air yeah. drones I, I i've actually thought about purchasing a drone myself over the last five ten years or so i reckon or five years at least and um i've just never got around to it i've mm. always wanted to have a go on a drone i've always wanted to know what it's like to actually pilot a drone uh, i remember when uh ross i think i got the closest i got to it uh, a guy that had been working on this um uh, project in the early stages, Ross Arrowsmith. Yeah, people's had, countryside early stages. Yeah, yeah so he, he had one. And uh, in fact, one of our videos has got a yeah. a drone shot from, from that. And uh, I remember watching Wait, Remind him. me, which one? That was uh, of the, f was it four or five part? Oh, yeah, you were at the coast. We were yeah. down by um, opposite, the, you can see the needles. Yeah, um, White, um, I think we Isle of Wight. Might have been at Milford-on-Sea, yeah. I think. Because yeah. I think Milford on Sea is the closest beach, yeah. one of the closest beaches to Oxford. That's why we went there. Um, and yeah, he did a really good sweep because we, uh, our aim has always been to work. Well, your specific aim, sorry, Stuart, has been to work on the seas and oceans. Hasn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. 
because they hold all the answers or most of the answers. Yes. So Headley can't milk that from for much more. Um, Apart from, can I can I come and have a can I come and have a go on your your drone? Yeah, he's yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, uh, he's got ulterior motive. So um, I always do. I always do. Yeah. Um, Headley, you say it's a great tool for agriculture photography in it, but it can be a real pest and a danger to the public and animals and invasion of privacy. It can be all those things. It can be good and bad. It's down to the operator and the motives and the objective and the morals and the ethics of the operator. And I think that 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 is the same for a lot of things like, like I said, a bicycle, a car, for yeah. example, is how you use it. You know, yeah. it's not what, yeah, it's how you use it, not where. Yeah. It's yeah, I can't stress it more. How you use it. I'm waffling, yeah. really, aren't I? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the waffler is William Manklo. Thanks uh, very much for really being with us. And, um, and the person you have to really listen to is Stuart the Wild Man Mavert, myself. Now, we we are on Patreon, aren't we? We are. We are. So what's what, Patreon? Pa- yeah. That that's the question I was going to ask you. Patreon is a way you can financially support this podcast. It's free for you to listen to, but it's not free for us to make. There is time um, involved in this and just work in general. We both enjoy doing this podcast. I don't think we'd be doing it if we didn't enjoy it, did we? Would we, Stuart? No, but, no. But uh, but the, but you can go onto patreon.com forward slash the people's countryside. There are nine levels of patronity, as I always like to call it, nine levels of patronising, um, and there are various, you know. The different tiers have different uh, um, bonus uh, bonus yeah. material, behind the scenes bonus material. You get to um, Q and A's, Q and A's, polls. Um, not literally people from Poland, but you yeah. know, you can. You, we, we ask you questions about the podcast, about the future yeah. of the podcast, about the, the layout of the podcast, etc. Uh, go and check that out. Um, People's Countryside. So it's patreon.com forward slash People's Countryside. I think that's enough plug-in on Patreon for now, yeah. isn't it? And our next listener question is from Ivy and Worthing. Another one from Ivy. We're going to milk yeah. that question. We're going to well, stretch it out. Ivy from Worthing. 